everybody. Welcome to another podcast episode of the Catholic Talk Show. We have Father Rich and Ryan here. And Ryan. Father Rich and Ryan. And Ryan. And Ryan. Father and Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we're starting with the hijinks early this episode, I see. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 the excitement, you know, of, of Thanksgiving coming oh, up. Yeah. I'm so excited. Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays. You guys, yeah. already, you guys getting hungry already? Oh, that turkey looky do turkey looky lickle. I'm I wish turkey only cost a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, turkey does only cost a nickel depending on how much turkey you get. Oh, no, I would probably have at least a $50 worth of turkey, especially yeah. leftovers, because actually I, I enjoy the turkey, you know, the next day and for days to come. Mm -hmm. Cold turkey with salt on it. Woo, baby. Mm. Turducken. Ooh, turducken. Yeah. I eat turducken. turducken. Yeah, so, so this, yeah, this shows about Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Happy yeah. Thanksgiving, everyone. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> was that your turkey? Yeah, that was my turkey. That was, and that was, a, that was a, come on. That was a jive Padre, turkey. You are, you're turkey. a mess. You're already planning uh -huh. on eating so much food. Your collar's hanging out. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> you got your turkey collar on. <laughs> yeah. Let me put that on there. Yeah. So I hope everyone's got their turkey pants on. The Don't judge me, man. Yeah. I look forward to naps. Oh, but you look forward to naps all the time, dude. You are a world-class, notorious napper. I'm good at it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to wear at. my stretchy pants. You know, like those dress pants where, like, it's got the, they're fantastic. Expandable. Oh, yeah, the expandable. He's going to wear his fat boy cassock. <laughs> <laughs> it's got 34 buttons. <laughs> <laughs> and an elastic cincher. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love it. So yeah, we're gonna talk about Thanksgiving. I mean, I think everyone loves Thanksgiving. Um, unfortunately, I think this country—it's—we've it's, kind of lost some of the original meaning of Thanksgiving, and it really has just become a day of gluttony, which is—I'm um, surprisingly cool with. I, I love crushing food on Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. But I think it's really interesting to look at, you know, the deeper meaning of it, but then also to look at the Catholic origins of Thanksgiving itself. That, you know, it's really. I think it's tied to the pilgrims and very puritanical and Protestant, but there is some seriously deep roots of the Catholic Church in Thanksgiving and some other things just about thankfulness in general that are very inherent to the Catholic life. Yeah. Now, before we get into I'm it, before all about we remember and stuff oh, like yeah. that, before well, I eat, before mm -hmm. we crack into all the turkey and biscuits and gravies and mashed mm. potatoes and, and cranberry sauce, sweet potato sauce with oh. marshmallows. Marshmallows. Brussels sprouts. <laughs> casserole. My mom always makes Brussels sprouts. Really? It's great. My mom makes like a green bean casserole. Oh, that's good too. Yeah, very tasty. I made that actually last year. Oh, did you? I, I was supposed to bring a dish and I made that. But my sister, by far, and I hope she makes it again this year, but it's that sweet potato casserole with, you know, the marshmallows in it, uh, mm -hmm. brown sugar. Woo. Oh my gosh. It's, it's like so dessert. Good. Yeah. I love eating that stuff. We eat turduckins in Turducken? Texas. Yeah, it's it's kind of a Louisiana tradition. Um, That's a, we buy it at a at a. Was a duck market. inside of a turkey? So what you do is you take a turkey. You no, put it's a it's a chicken inside of. Yeah, why don't you explain it? It's going to be a lot funnier <laughs> the way you were saying it. No, I'll correct you. You take a chicken and you put them in the duck, and you take the duck and the chicken and you put them in the turkey. And what do you got? Turducken. 
Oh, that was loud, man. So loud. Sorry, man. I got to turn my. Yeah. Uh, sorry. You're just. I got excited, excited, man. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. about Father Rich Turkey is, Day. Father Rich is at like an 11 right now. <laughs> I mean, he's, I'm down on a three right now. No, so I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying up. his energy. I mean, <laughs> dude is ready for Thanksgiving, and he's just yeah. blasting through with all the energy. To that. So before we before we crack into Thanksgiving, I want to make sure to remind everyone: um, go to CatholicTalkShow.com before you pass out from the tryptophan poisoning and you're all <laughs> sleepy and tired watching the games. Make sure you go to CatholicTalkShow.com, uh, subscribe to us. Make sure you're leaving us reviews. Uh, you can follow us on iTunes, Google Play, uh, any of the podcasting services. We really appreciate, it. and we'd be very thankful if you do, especially if you leave a rating on iTunes. Go to iTunes. <laughs> Leave us five stars. The link's right here. The hearts. link is right there. It's not hard. Just click on the link. It's not hard. Five stars. We love the show. All right. It helps us get to yeah, more people be grateful so too. they can be thankful. So now, while most people think that the first Thanksgiving happened with the pilgrims in uh, Massachusetts, that's not actually the case. Father Rich, where are you from? Where Where are you a priest of? I am a priest of the Diocese of St. Augustine, and that's in Florida, Northeast Florida. Right. And it is the historical city that houses the actual first Thanksgiving. What? I thought, yes. that, was in, I thought that was in Plymouth, Massachusetts. That happened 50 years after that. Just oh. Over 50 years. Yeah. So 1565. Protestants be stealing our Thanksgiving. Yeah. Pedro Menendez and Father Lopez and Father Lopez's companions came and they established on September 8th, 1565, the cross, and they celebrated Mass, and they had a festival gathering with the Tamuqua, which were the Indians and the natives of that particular area. And right now, you can go visit Mission Nombre de Dios. It is the first active and successful missions in the New World. And it houses the Church of the Indians, which is entitled and devoted to Our Lady of La Leche, which was a Nuestra Señora de la Leche y Buen Parto, which is a devotion that was very, very rampant throughout Spain, but also dates all the way back to the initial centuries of the church where people would go to the milk grotto in yeah. Bethlehem and pray if they were struggling with fertility. I've been but there. I, I've been there too. That's yeah. a fascinating place yeah. to pray. Beautiful. And that's where the devotion truly came from, but it really was a, a very, very well-established devotion in Spain during the time of the colonization. Now, wow. explain what the milk grotto is, because I think this really, this is kind of actually a cool angle that, you know, Thanksgiving, we celebrate thankfulness for being nourished. But the milk grotto, traditionally, it was where um, Our Lady breastfed the baby Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the, according to the legend, that a drop fell and it turned the grotto uh, white. white. Yeah. And this and is before- white rocks. Yeah. yeah, this is before the flight to Egypt. Mm -hmm. on, the, on, on the flight, on the way yeah. to there. So it was, it, the reason why there was a drop that fell from her breast, legend has it, is that, you know, it, with haste, she got up with the child Jesus as she was breastfeeding and a droplet of milk fell to the floor of the cavern, and the entire interior of the cavern turned white. And it's remarkable because I've went into like the salt caves and different caves throughout my time, you know, journeying around, checking out different places. You like Captain Caveman? I, dude, I love Captain <laughs> Call me Captain Caveman. <laughs> I am the original caveman. Can you do the Captain Caveman uh, cry? Captain. No, I didn't. I don't even know there is there really a Captain Caveman. Oh, it's a cartoon. Yeah, you never watched that Captain Caveman. caveman. <laughs> the big club, and he. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, we're gonna have to binge watch some Captain Caveman. Yeah. yeah, Captain Caveman. 
Is yeah, that that's movie? exactly it. Uh, He's, you got to listen to it. There's more inflection and trills. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, off of Captain Caveman and back to the breast milk of the Blessed Mother. Yeah. So smooth transition. Yeah. So the the this reality that happened, you know, that is legend. Um, it became a pilgrimage site for centuries and is still a pilgrimage site. So if you ever find yourself in Jerusalem and you're visiting Bethlehem, it's right around the corner from the Church of the Nativity. And I highly recommend, don't go there and miss this place because from all the other caves in the local area and from all the other caves that I've ever visited, I'm sure that you've ever visited, you would see a very marked difference oh, yeah. and you feel something there yep. too. I mean, there's, there's a power. So, I mean, for people who are struggling with couples with infertility, yeah. you can actually write to them and they'll send you, they'll, they'll scrape the walls and send you a little bit of the powder from the walls there. Yeah. And that's a, a sacramental to help uh, ask for the intercession of our lady and Joseph for fertility. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so many infertile couples that have prayed that devotion, they're gifted with, Twins, triplets, quadruplets, non-tuplets, like Saint Kitiera. I wonder. I wonder if that's. I couldn't imagine that. No, I mean it's it's awesome devotion, and that devotion flowed over into the New World, and that is the first shrine of Our Lady in the United States of America, right in our backyard in Florida, Saint Augustine. If you ever find yourself in Florida, make sure that you get out to Mission Nombre de Dios and visit the original Church of the Indians. And that is precisely on those grounds where the first Thanksgiving took place. That's so cool. 50 and years before, you know, the pilgrims, there was Europeans, there was um, Native Americans. They were celebrating togetherness and thankfulness to God. That sounds like Thanksgiving. Yeah. And, but yeah. I'm sure that there was probably something different on the plate, though. You know, so yeah. we, we have the turkey. But in Florida, you know, I wonder if they had any. (laughs) I wonder if they had, you know, like some alligator nuggets or some alligator poppers. But, you know, a number of greater scholars than (laughs) the three of us. Yes, yes. The two of you. Michael Gett. Oh, well, yeah, clearly just Ryan. I mean, Sheila, you're pretty darn impressive. So there's a, a great researcher, Michael Gannon, who wrote a book, The Cross in the Sand. And he was actually a diocesan priest at one point for the Diocese of St. Augustine. And he's a brilliant man. And he recounts the history of of these great uh, years of the initial deposit of faith in the state of Florida. And it's worthwhile to read. But he goes into a description of like the type of food that could have possibly uh, been enjoyed. And it was cocido, a stool, a stew made from salt. Yeah, a stool. <laughs> and we're back to Sounds stool. Sounds delicious. Oh. Yeah, great. Why you would always, love it. I'm so, th- yeah, we always. Thank you. I'm so thankful. We, go, we, always, <laughs> we always go to this. So cocido is a stew that's made from salted pork and garbanzo beans. Mm-hmm. Garbanzo. Nice. Sounds good. Pork. Laced with garlic seasoning and accompanied by a hard sea biscuit. And guess what? What? Red wine. Mm. Mm. Sounds really good. You had me at pork. The Tamuqua, as invited guests, would have contributed food from their dietary uh, culture. And it would have included fish along with grains, corn, beans, and squash. So everybody brought to the table. So this was I wouldn't have gravitated to that side if I was celebrating. There's a lot of veggies there. Corn? There's a, lot, there's a lot of veggies. I don't like want no veggies. Red snapper? <coughs> well, red wine? 
Red Snapper and Red Wine? Yeah. They go well together. Yeah. You wouldn't have? Mm, oh, kind of I don't know, man. That would be incredibly rude for you not to. Yeah. Be like, no, that's great. You want put that? <laughs> put that on the table in the other room. Look at all these He's wonderful seen. veggie trays. <laughs> you just, you, know, you guys did great. We're going to put those in the fridge. You <laughs> just covered in pork and sweat. Red wine. So clearly, obviously, both the Spanish and the Tumuqua, they had a spirit of gratitude that came from the sharing from their respective cultural diets. And what I love, though, beyond that type of Thanksgiving, what was truly celebrated, which really marks St. Augustine in a very special way is that they celebrated a mass. Right. The Nativity of Mary, you know, that this devotion to Our Lady of La Leche is coming with the Spaniards. So Our Lady is very present to the foundation of our faith and the celebration of Thanksgiving right there in Mission Nombre de Dios in the New World in the United States of America. Isn't, isn't the altar there? The still? rustic altar, it's a commemorative okay. altar. Gotcha. It's similar to the historic chapel. It's a commemorative chapel. But currently, Flagler College is doing a lot of work in their archaeological department, and they're working with the mission grounds, and they've uncovered the foundation of a church that is relatively around wow. that time. And they have, like, the Franciscan friary, like a little rectory behind that wow. foundation. They found a lot of That was the room where they pieces. put all those vegetable meals. <laughs> <laughs> They're still in there. <laughs> so, so it's very exciting. You know, 2020 brings about an anniversary for the Diocese of St. Augustine. And we just recently celebrated the 450th anniversary from Founders Day. So every September 8th, we celebrate with great fervor down there in the diocese. Wow. So you can come there. But many of the feast days of Our Lady, the Immaculate Conception, as well as Our Lady of La Leche, we are able to establish by way of the ministry of Bishop Felipe Estevez, our ordinary today. He was able to work for a, cu a couple of years ago to establish the feast day of Our Lady of La Leche. Nice. Which is really, really cool. And right. that's October 11th. So we just celebrated her patronal uh, wow. feast day for our diocese. So we have a great history in St. Augustine. If you've never been, come visit us. We'd love to have you and you'll certainly receive some hospitality. This segment yeah. was brought to you by the, <laughs> by the <laughs> Diocese Board of yeah. St. Augustine <laughs> and the di in partnership with the diocese. But to consider- St. Augustine is really beautiful. I mean, there's a lot more stuff to do there. Oh, so much. I mean, like Ripley's Believe It or <laughs> Not. <laughs> and they have a replica of the David there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, you mentioned that um, they celebrated Mass. Yeah. And I think another really important tie into Thanksgiving is the very fact that in Mass, the source and summit of the Christian life is the Eucharist, and that is what the Mass is oriented to. But um, what does Eucharist mean? Eucharistine. It means Thanksgiving. Mm. In Greek. In Greek. And something that should always be at the mindset of the people of God and the faithful that attend Mass, liturgia, liturgy, literally means the work of the people. It's our work in prayer, carving out time and investing that time in God in respect to the responsibility to the community and our attentiveness to the scriptures to lift up our prayers to Almighty God in thanksgiving. And that we do this action of Eucharist by way of remembering what Christ had done. And Christ comes to meet us in this beautiful sacrifice where his sacrifice is made pure each and every time at Mass and presented for us as the source and summit of our faith. And that moves us with great gratitude because we are being fed by God himself through the epiclesis at Mass where the mere food of bread and wine 
is transubstantiated and changed before our eyes where we are fed with Jesus's own body, blood, soul, and divinity. This should cause great thanksgiving in the soul because what more could we ever hunger for or want than the love of Christ in our lives that truly comes into the tabernacle of our hearts in Eucharist? Now, there's a lot of examples in the history of the church of, of saints who lived only on the Eucharist. Yes. So we're, you know, we're, oh, we're that, about that car, Vietnamese cardinal in, in prison. Really? Yeah, there was a Vietnamese. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like he, that, I just love the stories of him celebrating mass in his hand. Yeah. You know, like the altar was his hand. Yeah. And the guards were like looking at him like, what is he doing? Yeah. Yeah. But as we're about to celebrate a day where we, you know, just absolutely crush food, there's been a lot of saints who have been sustained only on the Eucharist. There's a, a, a recent um, um, example of uh, Blessed Alexandrina. Uh, Blessed <laughs> Alexandrina. <laughs> Alexandrina. I'm so mad <laughs> Blessed Alexandrina de Costa. And for 13 years, she lived on only the Eucharist itself. She uh, died in 1955, and the only thing that she ate for over 13 years, she was in the hospital, she had a lot of medical issues, she wasn't able to eat food. But the only thing that she would actually be able to eat through her mouth was Eucharist itself. She mm. didn't have any IVs or anything? Well, if she yeah. did, that's how she survived. But the right. only thing she actually ate, ate, that was giving her, you know, the nutrients. nutrients. Yeah. But the only thing she ate for 13 years was the Eucharist. It's mm. pretty wow. awesome. And that's, she could actually digest it. I, 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 nothing else. Nothing else. Yeah. yeah. It sustained her. Yeah. It sustained her in life. There was a number of, of saints... So St. Catherine of Siena yep. lived on the Eucharist alone for the last few years of her life. And many of her companions and her mother tried to get her to eat, but it made her so sick they gave up. And she had the stigmata, et cetera. And St. Catherine of Siena, you know, is one of a very, very popular saint. But so many, so many saints. Look at Padre Pio. I mean, he would just have like a spoonful of food. And from previous uh, previous peanut episodes, butter. a little bit of snuff. Yeah. <laughs> peanut butter. He's like, all right, I'm good. Let's do this. <laughs> He's eating peanut butter in the confessional. Just <laughs> one spoonful. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, to, to reflect on what these pilgrims, you know, the Spanish conquistadores and, like, these these uh, people that were colonizing and bringing— Was that, like, part of the, like, what is it, Hernando Soto? This was Pedro Menendez's okay. conquest. And then what I love about our our establishment of the mission, as opposed to other establishments. They work together. They they really work together. And it was yeah. a very peaceful. With, with the Native Americans. With the Natives, yeah, yeah, with the Tamuqua. It was a were very peaceful. Tamuqua, were they part of a bigger, like of, like of Seminole, or is it their own nation? I think they were their own they were, tribe. They were yeah. pretty small. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was yeah. regionalized to that area of Florida. My my house growing up was Tamuqua Trail. Oh yeah, that's right around the corner from your house. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. No, the, the actual road. Oh, that, that was the road I lived on in high school. Yeah, they have a preserve though over off of uh, Fort Caroline. I <coughs> Fort think Fort Caroline Road. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's wild. So let's go to that um, that other Thanksgiving that the uh, that we ostensibly celebrate mm -hmm. the one with the pilgrims. Even <laughs> and that the food and food, but even that one in 1621 was profoundly affected by Catholics. Mm -hmm. And so you guys know the story of Thanksgiving, right? They were they were starving. They just had made this uh, right. new colony. They didn't know how to they didn't know how to work the land. The crops that they brought over from England were not suited for the new world and they were starving. And they made friends with the local tribe, the the Patuxet. 
and they taught them how to grow food. They taught them how to take small game fish and, um, you know, put them in there to grow corn and that when the fish were, they would nourish the soil. And so they decided to meet with the Patuxas and have a, um, a meal of Thanksgiving. But the, the actual Indian who helped them was Squanto or Tesquanto. Mm-hmm. And Tesquanto was actually, um, he was actually Catholic. Now, that makes no sense, right? Missionaries? Exactly. So missionaries had, um, the, he had like met the mis- Jesuit missionaries? Uh, Franciscans. Okay. So he had um, met Franciscan friars before the English ever came. They were like the French and right. whatever in Spanish. And he had met them in about 1580 and he had converted. So he actually had went with um, John Smith of Pocahontas fame. Uh, he was around with them, and then he was back up there, and he helped the um, the pilgrims, you know, survive. I thought those were Jesuits. I thought you know they were what's Jesuits. So, what's so like, yeah. crazy is you think about the language barrier, the guy that we met today, the Navajo, and he's yeah, like, yeah. we should have used Navajo language in World War II to confuse people mm-hmm. for intel, you know? And I'm like, can you imagine, like, Mm-hmm. Being English or British, coming over and working with people, and just mm-hmm. having a, a, a you know huge chasm mm-hmm. of, of language and barriers. Yeah, must have been a lot of grunting and pointing, and uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know. But the Jesuits were masterful. Yeah, at figuring out languages. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. And you know, understanding how to kind of immerse themselves in cultural practices with remaining orthodox and to continue to evangelize to various cultures there. I think they're the best at it. Um, you know, but the Franciscans had a, a lot to do with evangelization. The Jesuits had a lot to do with evangelization as they were colonizing uh, respectively. And then also the diocesan priests in Spain, they were actually the first, Father Lopez was a diocesan priest who was with Pedro Menendez coming to St. Augustine. So we, I mean, we had a lot of bases covered in the evangelization of the Americas. So now the, the story of Squanto is pretty crazy. So you guys have seen the movie, the Disney movie Pocahontas, right? Mm-hmm. Just around the river bend. Yeah, I know, dude. Dude, yeah, of course. I mean, that's one of my favorite. So, I haven't Pocahontas. seen it. I had a crush I on her, man. She was an Disney aerial. Yeah. yeah. Those are cartoons. Well, I mean, I was a kid. I was like, man, she's pretty, you know, Indian lady. Pretty cartoonish. Yeah. Eh, whatever. <laughs> Come on. So anyway, John Come Smith, on. John Smith is <laughs> like on. the, he's the hero, right? He's this, you know, heroic figure in that. But, um, John Smith actually captured members of the tribe that the Patuxic, that Squanto was a member of, and he tried to sell them into slavery. What? Yeah. Not a cool. What a jerk. Not cool. You're not, trying to make that money. Not cool, John Smith. Not cool. Come on, dude. Not cool. So the Fra- some Franciscan friars discovered the plot. He was trying to sell them into slavery and to, in Spain, and the Franciscan friars found out the plot and freed them mm. and gave them safe passage into England to get, you know. So, so Franci- some Indians went back to England. Squanto did because wow. John Smith took them tried to sell them in Spain as slaves, Franciscan friars freed them. They gave him safe passage into England because England was going back and forth to the native area. So Squanto went and worked in the shipyards for five years until he could find a ship that was going back to the area where he was from. 
Hmm. Guess who was the captain of the ship going back? Magellan. (laughs) (laughs) John Smith. Oh, no no Right. John Smith, but John Smith, he's like, I don't know, all Indians look the same to me. He didn't know uh, who Squanto was. Uh, what a racist. Right, but <laughs> maybe he had like, uh, they they put some disguises on him or something. It's like know. a Slavic guy always saying, oh, you Italians all look at the same. I know, you guys no. don't all look the same. You all act the same. <laughs> yeah, when people say I'm white, I'm like, oh, I'm Italian, yeah, man. Yeah, man. I still got it in my blood. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, what you mean white? <laughs> so while he was there waiting to get passage back to, you know, his native lands, he learned English in the shipyards. Um, he was so thankful to the Franciscans that he. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing this guy like learning English in the ship. Bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> in the what shipyard. kind of what kind of what kind of English are we talking about? <laughs> I don't think he's, I don't think it was Kirk's the like a sailor, Squanto. He's like Squanto is like, man, I know this English thing. I'm gonna go try it out. First thing he sees is the lady. He's like beep 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 beep. She's like, <laughs> so I've got to tell this story. So a bunch of these Irishmen, right? Oh, no. They played a they played a total trick. These guys are priests in my diocese. They played a trick on this this guy that was learning English, and the pastor was away. So they thought it would be really funny to teach him some English. So when the pastor came back, because the pastor charged these Irish guys like, hey, you're going to teach him English while I'm gone. So they taught him. And the pastor comes back and says, so what did you learn? And he says, welcome back, father, you son of a... <laughs> oh, that must have been so funny. Oh my gosh, him. we still cry about he that. He probably died laughing. So funny, man. <laughs> oh, so funny. So anyway, Squanto gets back uh, after having learned English. Uh, he, while he was there, he was so grateful for being freed by the Franciscans and saw their way of life and saw their their mercy and saw you know how much they cared about people regardless of who they were. He converted to Catholicism. He was baptized. So now you have an English speaking baptized Catholic who had been in Spain and Europe fortuitously in Plymouth. And he was able to talk to them. He understood English customs. And because of that circuitous line of events, the pilgrims in Massachusetts were saved and they had Thanksgiving. Mm. That's so cool. Isn't it? I remember watching the movie Squanto with my grandfather back in the day. Mm. Yeah. It's a great story, though. You know what's sad, though? When he had gotten back, Squanto, his mm-hmm. whole tribe was gone. Oh, man, that's rough. Yeah. He was a Patuxic, and they had all been, they all died from plague. Wow. So he had to go and live man. with, he had to go live with another um, tribe, the Wampanoag, uh, Wampanoag, uh, I can't pronounce that's, it, I'm sorry. No, you hit it, you yeah. hit a home run on that one, yeah. yeah. yeah You're thanks. so good at it, man. <laughs> well, you got, we're all so No, impressed. you pronounce it. No, I don't have a computer, because some of our listeners are saying that I... Wampanoag. Play with your phone and watch baseball games. I'm not games. playing with it. I'm, I'm not, not playing, playing with it. Put it down. I Stop playing with it, Ryan. Anyway. So anyway, yeah. So he had to go and live with the Wampanoag and the Wampanoag. I hope I got that right. If I didn't, I don't care. I don't. I, I tried. You tried. But that was the ones that met and had uh, Thanksgiving with the English. So that's... Oh. That's the that's the story of the second Thanksgiving. I love the whole process of evangelization among the natives, and there's some really beautiful and funny stories. No, I mean let's be let's be frank. There's some bad stories. Oh, there's too. some terrible stories, and I think that's human nature. Yeah, I mean there was absolutely injustice yeah. in the way that many people and many Native Americans were treated, mm-hmm. but there was also far outweighs the beauty and and the love that was given to them. So yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, but that's life. Things yeah. happen. Bad, good. 
you'll find that in any, you know, secular, any place in the world, any time in the world. Yeah. And and certain natives did not like the the certain powers, mm-hmm. but they loved the friars. Yeah. And, and you the know, black robes. the black robes, you know, there was this, this great story that a, a mentor of mine unearthed in his uh, academic research in that time frame. And he showed me this excerpt from this book and was recounting this chief that was being catechized by these Franciscan friars. And in the process of him conceding to receive baptism, he said, as long as I can continue to smoke my tobacco and my pipe, I'll become Catholic. That was like his condition. <laughs> and of course they were like, yeah, uh, of course. Sure, yeah. cool. I don't know. We got a whole episode You can on sniff that. it if you yeah, want. I don't yeah, care. You can often <laughs> sniff it. There's a a great line about Jesuits and they're like, they were debating whether it was licit to um, smoke cigars while you're praying. And they're like, well, you probably shouldn't smoke a cigar while you're praying, but there's nothing wrong with praying while you're smoking a cigar. Interesting. Hmm. I don't know. I think of Gandalf the gray with that pipe, you know, like being Gandalf doing a grot and gnarly beard. Yeah, I don't know if you can. It's kind of patchy. Really? It used to be patchy. I'm sorry. Come on, man. Look at his. Look at his beard. He no, prayed we, to Saint Joseph. And yeah, look at it yeah now. now it's full. Now it's a rich, rich, uh, full, <laughs> luxuriant beard worthy of the lions. <laughs> yes. You look like you're from Turkey. <laughs> Speaking of Turkey, Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know why it's called Turkey? The the bird. The bird? Yeah. Huh. <sighs> of course he knows this. Of course he does. Of course. From the mind. And of course we don't. I mean, yeah, he just loves doing this to us. I know. He's like a Wikipedia hole. <laughs> That's what I, dude, I love reading and stuff. <laughs> but uh, they didn't have a name for it, and they they called it, it looked like another bird. They called it a, a Turkish fowl. Oh, call, yeah. And they're like, well, it's a turkey. Huh. That's it. So it actually does come from the country Turkey. Like your beard. <laughs> I want some Turkish coffee. <laughs> Turkey. Mm-hmm. So anyway, one I'm more showing thing. off my beard right now. One more thing. Um, everyone knows the prayer before meals. You guys know it. Bless us, O Lord, in these thy gifts, which we're about to receive from thy bounty through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. Tragically unknown is the prayer after meals. Hmm. Do you know it? It's very short, and it's it's similar. Yeah, I mean, these are bookends. They're meant to be prayed together yeah, and almost We no did it does. at the monastery right. a couple weeks ago. Thank yeah. you, O Lord, for these gifts that we have received from thy bounty through Christ our Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Close. Close. <laughs> we give you thanks, Almighty God, for these and your blessings as you live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Amen. I mean, pretty simple. I think it's pretty, you know, it's easy to be thankful before you get something. It's much harder to be thankful after you've consumed and it's no longer there. Yeah, uh, but that kind of gratitude, I think, is a deeper gratitude than the gratitude of expectation. Mm. Yeah, so I true. mean, Italians they eat it and they're just like, "I'm taking oh, a nap." Thank you, Jesus. They're like, "Hey, Lucia, the pasta was delicious tonight. It's guys, heavenly. Do you guys truly heavenly? <laughs> do you Italians eat pasta and stuff for Thanksgiving? Yeah, mm-hmm. you do." It's oh. so weird. Lasagna, actually. Lasagna, that's it. Yeah. I mean, I know it's weird. Not weird. My mom Italians, makes but. the best lasagna. Oh my gosh. Mm. My grandma with the mm. sausage and peppers. 
My grandfather was very good at the sausage and pepper. My grandmother, who was pure-blooded Irish, she would make these amazing meatballs. They were like softball size. Yeah. With breadcrumbs inside of it. Yeah. Oh, man. I that place it. I was I telling it. you to go to, they got those. Yeah. Yeah. Miss so, your nanny. What are you guys' favorite Thanksgiving foods? Um, I would say my favorite by far is my sister's. You know, as I mentioned before, the sweet potato casserole. Um, but I love a honey baked ham. Yeah. You know? With the crust and all that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do love ham for Thanksgiving. Well, I, I like to go with a good smoked turkey. Smoked turkey? Yeah. Have you ever had fried turkey? Yeah. It's good. Is that good? I've never had it's, that before. It's good. My sister makes it a couple times, has made it a few times. It's yeah. really good. Huh. Yeah. You brine it up real good. Um Outside of that, mom's lasagna, and then mom's uh, spaghetti. No, we don't eat spaghetti. Uh, they never mind as a yeah. Eminem reference. <laughs> what was it? Yeah, you know the rapper? rapper, the rapper. I don't listen. I, I'm sorry, Father Rich. You know mom's spaghetti. Yeah, man. It's the whole. It's the Is whole it a battle. Song? It's like the 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 battle. <laughs> And he's like, that was one of his lines. He's like, vomit on your sweater already, Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and that's coming from a heavy metal head. And then, like, Ryan Shea. Yeah, really. I don't like no. heavy metal. I'm still Rock trying to roll. answer the question. Okay, answer your Ryan, question. answer the question already, would you? What did you ask me again? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know Eminem's lyrics? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I already answered that. No, my, uh, my buddy Nelson Rogers played high school football. We were like... Grade school kid. Nelson know, Rogers. You know, that's actually Prince's real name. Prince Nelson Rogers. Really? No way. Yeah. I got to tell him that. I'm pretty sure. That's Dude, pretty he funny. Probably, I wonder if he knows. So anyways, his mom used to make the best stuffing. No, it's, I'm sorry. Prince Rogers Nelson. That was close no, enough. Close enough. That's good. <laughs> I mean, good enough to interject. That's right. Now you must shut up. Good enough for your, <laughs> good enough for your buddy to get a tattoo of Prince on his arm or something. <laughs> With a comma. Formerly known as Prince. <laughs> yeah, anyway, she used to make the best stuffing. I used to, uh, on Thanksgiving, slip away over to their house and get a big portion of it. You were it. cheating on your own house's Thanksgiving to get Thanksgiving in someone else's house? Mother. So good. Your yeah. mother's lasagna? You're a yeah. backdoor Thanksgiving man. No, no, time out. People ate at different times. No, that's true. What time did you eat? We ate, we, with my, when my grandparents were alive, it was like around three or four o'clock. With them, it was like noon. Yeah. So I yeah. used to sneak out there. I go to th I go to two lunch. Thanksgivings every Appetivo. year. Appetivo. Yeah. We go to my mom's house. Uh, my brothers and sisters are there. And then that's usually early. And then we go to my mother-in-law's house. And the problem Eat is- more. Yeah. And the problem is they're both really good cooks. Gluttonous. Oh, yeah. So I have to eat just a little bit yeah. at the first one. And then I go to the other one. And I'm already kind of full because I never just eat a little bit. And then I eat, I'm like, well, okay, I'm just going to eat a little bit at my mother-in-law's. <laughs> and then I eat too much. And it's just a total train wreck. <laughs> I I have to say, though, you know, sitting down for the dinner, one of my favorite moments is the prayer. Yeah. You know, and I come from, you know, a very Catholic family, but not, you know, we we are not like out there, you know, every meal we pray and type of a thing. We didn't grow up like that. But, you know, when, when Thanksgiving rolled around, like the prayer at Thanksgiving was always just very sincere. Yeah. And uh, that's right. Some of my most favorite moments uh, with my grandparents around the table with my sister, and my brother, and some aunts and uncles, uncles. that would come down from yeah. New York to Florida. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. it's just very special, man. Thanksgiving is, yeah. is about family and faith and recognizing God's many blessings yeah. that come to us and, and how God provides for us. 
Yeah. All right. Good well, stuff, man. I'm, I'm thankful for this episode. But yeah. before we go, uh, I got an Inquisition question. Oh. That's kind of, this is a themed one. And this is not really a theological question. It's just one to make you squirm and uncomfortable. Okay. Mm. Now we're talking about food and that we're thankful for. Mm-hmm. What's the meal you're least thankful for? And what is the worst food that someone's ever given you? Oh. Least thankful for. The yeah, worst, let me say. What's the, what's the, what's the, the worst food that someone's given you that you had to pretend you liked? The worst food that was ever given me, the first thing that comes to mind is deer brain. <laughs> yeah, we shot, we shot a, we shot a deer this was years ago. It was out in Benel, Florida, man, with the yeah. cowards. Yeah. And, you know, we're on yeah. the coward property and, and uh, Rhett pulled out his rifle and, and we were riding down the road. He's like, oh, stop. And he like gets out of the car and shoots this deer from like 150 yards out. We go pull it in and he gets the brains of this thing. And we go in and they we, were messing with you. No, I was literally right there. No, but they were we messing the, with you about the cooking the brains. We cooked the brains. Did they eat it? Yeah. Oh, oh dude. And we put it in eggs and we ate it. Oh. And believe it or not, it was spicy. Like, really? did you? And like in my brain, I just started to see a whole new world. A whole <laughs> new world. With, you have did you brains. add spices or were they? I've got deer brains in my brain. Are right? brains, deer brains naturally spicy? I think so. Because there wasn't any spices that we added today, but it was spicy. How I, do you think I, they become deer? I, I, that I, was the weirdest yeah. thing I've ever eaten. And that was, it was strange. I would never do it again. But I kind of like the, <laughs> the memory. <laughs> it was so weird. It was well, like, the deer's memory too. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many other parts of the deer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, like it's sausage, ear, dude, or like eat it's like lag or. I eat everything, and I'm just trying to think of something that I was not grateful for. I was grateful for the experience of having something different and having this moment with my brothers where we, where we did Being this. Deer brain. Um, well, thanks for ruining Thanksgiving for everyone. No one's going to yeah, eat now. Sorry, Everyone's guys. retching. Oh, just erase that out of your mind. Oh, that's let's the worst. Ask, let's ask Jesus about you eating deer brains. Nope. nope. He's, he shifted to yes at the end. Oh. Let's ask St. Francis. <laughs> no. St. Francis, should you shoot deers and eat their spicy, spicy brains? <laughs> <laughs> There wow. was a there was a great moment where one of my brothers, he was a CFR for a while and then discerned out and then was with the diocese and uh, he was discerning diocesan priesthood and he was in his Franciscan robes and he came down to the seminary and we had this wonderful lady. She was very, uh, you know, she's a vegetarian, you know, cat. I, I don't know if you remember yeah. Kip Clark. Yeah. So, you know, Kip just loved every type of animal. And she was so excited that a Franciscan was there and and she's watching everything that he did and comes into the line at the refectory to eat. And he goes through the line and he's getting every piece of meat and he's throwing it on his, on his plate. And she's just like shocked. <laughs> and she goes over to him and she's like... Brian, what are you doing? You you shame St. Francis's name. And he's like, St. Francis, he loved animals. He loved them. He loved to eat animals. And her face just dropped, dude. Absolutely Look, if God dropped. didn't want you to eat animals, he would not have made them out of meat. Yes. Mm. That's true. So... 
So wishing all of you guys a very, very happy, happy Thanksgiving. May God continue to enrich your families and give you a nice experience of coming together with your relatives. Remember to pause and to truly, you know, initiate. If you don't pray at Thanksgiving, maybe to invite that into your family tradition, into your practices, and uh, to pause for a moment of silence and just appreciate the gift of family, the gift of faith. And I just pray that God continues to enrich you into this next year. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. You too. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Ciao. Ciao. Peace. Peace.